Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Narrows podcast. I'm your host, James. And I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Timmy Lang. Hi, everyone. Sean is on the decks. How are you, Sean? That's the story, lad. How you getting on? I will come. Smudge is in the audience. How are you, Smudge? Go on, Smudgy. Yeah, and uh, our guest today is Trigger. Trigger is a, a rapper from Gran, isn't it? That's it, yeah. So before we get into the rap and all that type of stuff, just we'll go way back for the people that don't know you. Yeah? Just test, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, I was like growing up, you know, family, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, so <coughs> my mum is from Grana Bar, and yeah, she grew up on Mount Nebo Road and Cathedral Road. Oh, yeah. And uh, my dad's from West Cork, so I spent a bit of both time, you know, in both places, two different, completely different contrasts, and yeah. like... If you see my mum and dad, you'll be saying, how the hell did they ever end up with each other? No, completely different. Mm. But uh, so my mum always stayed very close to my nan and her side of the family. So I grew up, I'd say, 50% of my time. My nan's house in Barrett's Buildings. Oh, yeah. And then I went from there then uh, to the GAP project about when I was about 17, 18. Where's that? Uh, in Grana Bar as well. It's just up uh, from Barrett's Buildings. The Hutch, uh, yeah, the Hutch yeah. Bar Arts Project. Yeah. And, uh, oh, so yeah, that's yeah. how I kind of started. Because I was always doing stuff at home and stuff you know and I didn't really realise that there was other Cork rappers doing it and stuff and then when I was in school then one of my buddies said uh, oh there's a, a rapper called Gary McCarthy and he's releasing an album and I go are you serious a Cork full of rapping you know because I used to be only mm. just writing stuff I never really mm. you know went to the studio or anything like that like mm. So uh, I that's, went. To that's GMC, no, last yeah. night. GMC, yeah. yeah. So he's one of the the, the founding fathers yeah. of Cork hip hop. Very nice fella. Very nice, yeah. yeah. And he's always very good too, you know, helping out the the youth. That's how we started off as well, because as you say, you could go from a rapper to an artist. He'd kind of mold into, you know, school into it and stuff like that, like. Mm. Yeah, and he's a patient man, and he's yeah. You run them, run them, mad naughty kids up there. <laughs> he's a patient man. <laughs> what school did you go to? So I went to school in West Cork in uh, in MACC, yeah, down there. But uh, I always hated West Cork. I don't know there was something about it. Yeah. Even my mum's side of the family, I always gelled more with them, you know. So I yeah. spent a lot of my time just in Grana Bar and when I was growing up and missed a lot of school. My mum used to be pulling out of primary school and stuff like that, like to bring me up to my nan's house and stuff like that, yeah. like you know. So and even in West Cork, then I used to have the Cork slang and stuff. So when I was younger, then I used to be getting slagged and stuff, you know. Yeah. So that's the way I always kind of I elevated back to. To Northside again. Do you know when uh, people from Ireland go to Australia, Canada, and the USA? And there's a lot of people in those places at the moment that mm. listen to the podcast. So hi to them. But when you go abroad or away from home, you have more of a graph or home culture. Of course, yeah. So like, uh, 
for example, now if you're over in uh, Australia, you might listen to the Booth Tones a little bit more, mm. or you might you might you might want to display your Irishness a little mm. bit more. You might but be trying to get fair city and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. player. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, exactly. but you know, because you had the kind of piece down in West Cork, did that give you more of a graph of wanting to be around the north side? I suppose it did in a way, yeah. And I suppose a lot of the stuff, like when I was younger, I used to just be obsessed with like. Uh, you know, watching the telly, you know, and listening to music and stuff like that. And then I was li- growing up listening to, like, obviously, you know, you start out in Biggie and Tupac, mm. and you start, like, when I was about 12 or 13, you know, learning off the lyrics. And then you would hear the beat, and you try to write your own lyrics, and then you adapt in into other artists, you know, as you uh, evolve, like. What age did you just first started writing? When I started writing, I'd say I was about 14, 15 or something like that. I didn't tell no one, but I had copy books and all this kind of stuff, you know, even when I was in saying class and stuff now would be the back of the, the back of the room I was always a messer in school then as well I was quiet at first and then as I kind of grew a bit older then I became the messer like mm. you know and school did you enjoy school not really not Any really secondary, secondary school nah I never really liked sport no, music sport. is always my thing growing up always my thing was music you know never mm. never had any interest in sports and especially when you're in West Cork there's a big culture of you know ga now and hurling and all that like and I never had any interest in it so that's another reason why I felt like you know I didn't really fit in there mm. Makes sense, yeah. And you know, when you're uh, a young person like that, and you're you're into rap music, which is obviously very common, mm. but it's not very common then to write in your own raps and stuff like that. You didn't have no like, uh, there was nobody else doing that. No. What, what was that like? Like, did you feel isolated, or did you, were you just driven to do it? Well, at the start, but I was kind of just like I was so consumed, you could say, by just the whole love of hip hop. I didn't care. You know, but I wouldn't really be a type of person that I'd stand in front of the class and yeah. start rapping and stuff like that. But it was only kind of when I suppose I seen the likes of Gary McCarthy, you know, when that was doing it, I was kind of like, you know, they made a name for themselves, even locally in Cork. And like, mm-hmm. I, I remember turning to my buddy at one point and I was like, fuck it, I'll give it a shot. You know, I'll put my all into it. And if it develops, it develops. And if it doesn't, you know, at least I tried my best in it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Especially like even there's a lot of Cork artists now that people wouldn't even know that were rapping that much before because uh, it was kind of just when YouTube was coming out. But there'll be a lot of like live events on in Cork, so there'll be the likes of Boney, the Dutch Gold Kid, uh, Samir, Nash, and there's not they don't really have like Buckle Don. I know it was my producer. Uh, well, he it was one of my producers and Be Wonder, and they have nothing online. But like, if you're involved in the Irish hip hop scene, and you say the name Buckle Donner mm. or Be Wonder or something like that, you know everyone knows you're talking about because they were like mm. GMC's age group, and they were the ones that were going to the gigs, they were busking on the streets, yeah. they were talking from a perspective that we could understand, you know. And that's another thing, like if you're growing up in the school and they're like, oh, you're a rapper, you're a sausage or whatever that, like, but it's like I don't say that. What I say is that we do it in our own accent. We, you know, we talk about our own environment. Fair enough, some of the stuff might be the same as what is like Americanized and stuff like that, but it's all going on. And you know, it's, it's, you're talking about from your your local your locality, yeah. your neighborhood. You know, so you're like you're you're not a cock fella trying to be a rapper. You're a cock rapper. Exactly. And yeah. That's important. And like, yeah. you know, because mm. I can imagine like if you're doing something that's uh, goes against the, the norm, like you don't know anybody else doing it, mm. you can become a target for haters. You know. Definitely, like, yeah. Think is, you know? yeah. It takes a bit of backbone to persevere with that. It like. does, yeah, to be fair. Like, even when I started kind of, you know, getting a lot of views and stuff like that, as you said earlier there, you know, with the more publicity, the more hate you're going to get. So then yeah. you'll be getting comments on YouTube videos, you know, who the fuck does this fella think he is? Yeah. You know, go and kill yourself, you know, all that kind of stuff. But you have to just rise above it and just say to yourself, I don't care, you know, I like this. I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this for you. Exactly. Do you know, I'm doing this to train like 
the day passes where I'm not here anymore, I want something for my son to look at and like if he because he's interested in music and stuff as well. Mm. You know, he's four now, like so it's early days, but he's interested in you know what I'm doing and mm. you know for younger kids, like it's an awful lot of messages on social media. You know, from teenagers there, about fourteen, fifteen, sixteen years of age. You know, saying like that that I inspire them and like they've been going through bad times with depression, blah de blah, and you know that listening to my music. You know, helps them, and like I think that's the best compliment that I could get from it. You know, is just helping someone and yeah. you know telling my own story. Because you're, you're yeah. first uh, first thing I want to touch on there, what you said, and we spoke about this off camera. But you know, the, the two hot, most highest profile guests we've had on was uh, Michael Martin and Ryan Tuberty, mm. and they were the two guests that got the most shit, mm. hateful comments. And it's right what you're saying. The bigger you get, the the more shit you're going to get, mm-hmm. and yeah. you just have to kind of yeah. take it on the chin, and it comes to pass, pass it, doesn't I, it? I suppose it's like the budget, <laughs> it's not uh, going to be for everybody. We'll have Michael McGrath as well, like soon. Wait till Michael McGrath on the podcast next month. No, yeah. he's the Minister yeah. for Public Expenditure, he's from Carrigaline, like, but yeah. he's going to get roasted. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, everybody's going to have their own judgment on you. Yeah, you know, some people are going to love it, hmm. some people are not going to love it, but you, I suppose. At the end of the day, it's it just the only thing that matters is how you view it and how you handle whatever publicity you're getting. Yeah. If you can handle it and roll with it, and you are you you know deep inside yourself that you're doing something that you love doing, and what mm. you're saying means nothing to you. Drive on. Exactly. Yeah. Drive on. You know, and e- even myself and James, we've got a little bit yeah. ourselves, like haven't we? Mm. And but we know what we're doing here is helping so so many people. Mm. You know, like you, yourself, you're inspiring yeah. young people. And this is helping many many young people. And it's something that we enjoy doing. Exactly same and here. And that's all that matters. You know? We're enjoying doing it. We're not doing all yeah. to nobody. Yeah. And if you want to talk shit, then that's that's your mm. own business. And I mean? seen even in your fourth podcast, you done. You said that even if no one listens, we're doing this for ourselves. Exactly. And that's exactly where I came yeah. from as well. You know, yeah. I started doing it for me because I love hip hop I love rap music like you know I love to sing as well but I'm not very good yeah. <laughs> I feel great when I'm there, singing, sure. but Jesus yeah. Christ everybody around me tells me to shut the fuck up yeah. particularly the two kids the two kids run out of the room but I feel great when I have the guitar in my hand and I sing in an old black or black is the colour of Christy Moore <laughs> and I rattle it on and I feel great I can't see you Christy it? up on top yeah. of the fucking stage I in Vicar Street the dogs holding <laughs> out the back of the truck feel green <laughs> <laughs> up the back road but it's great it's great when you're doing something you love and uh, particularly singing music yeah. like that and especially then my favourite thing out of it not saying I'm doing it for the hype and all this but if you're walking down the street like and people come up to you and you know you're getting appreciation for your art like yeah. you know and like even I noticed as well like you know it, it, it can be from anyone from all different backgrounds like I got told before there's a lot of people listening to my music up in Cork Prison mm-hmm. I, then I was on the street one day and I, this was a few years ago and I was wearing a tracksuit and a guard, the car drove past, and they were, you know, giving you the looks or whatever like that. Next thing, this fella in a suit and a briefcase walked up to me. He would have been about 30 or something like that. And he was like, you're trigger, aren't you? I goes, yeah. He goes, I always listen to your music. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh-huh. Do you know? And even the guards were sitting there, and I was just like, I don't care. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Isn't it? It's a nice little it is, yeah. validation for, like, yeah, yeah, putting in all this graphs, because I love it. Mm. But it's actually having real-life impact on real-life people. That's it, yeah. But I think we have to give a good shout-out down out to the host. And the definitely project yeah. because there was nothing like that. That was no. the only thing like that in Cork. No, I didn't even know what that existed like until I can't, I think I went to a gig because uh, one of my buddies was going or something like that, and I ended up it was my first time ever on stage, and I ended up rap battling. I won the first round. The other guy won the second round, and I think it was a tie at the end. 
But then the coordinator of the hut above there, uh, she just said, oh, look, if you're interested in coming up, I see you have you know, a bit of talent or whatever like that. Like. Mm. And she was like, Gary McCarthy is running this art project, uh, GAP, we used to call it. And uh, went up on the following Tuesday and just kept going back, kept going back for about two years, I'd say. And I have great friends to this day that I still you know, keep in contact with and hang around with just because of that. I, I used to look at it, it was like school. But it was like school without the, yeah. you know, the annoyingness <laughs> out of it. It was like, we used to be all just, it was like a little classroom. And we'd all be chatting and all like that. And next thing then, either Bowen or GMC would be like, race him to get to work now, put on a beat. You know, to do a bit of writing. The following week we come back, might do a bit of recording. So like, you know. Sounds Have like you? fun as well. It was, it was definitely yeah. fun, yeah. It was, I, I would say it was probably more important to school to me more than anything else, you know, because I wasn't in school that much, like in primary, I wasn't secondary, and I was always very good at English. Mm-hmm. So when you're doing your primary and you have like 22 spellings a week, I used to always get 22 or 22, it was pure program that league. So it was, English was always, you know, the vocab and stuff like that, even when it comes into writing then it's afterwards, helpful. you know, but GAP then was, you know, definitely one of the things that structured me more from like a rapper that raps in the bedroom into uh, an artist going into a studio and recording, you know. Yeah. Have you wrote uh, many raps? Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of raps, but yeah. like when you actually structure them into songs, then like I, that's another thing that uh, I learned from going to that is like when you start off rapping, you can just have like 28 pages, but then you have to structure it into like 16 bars and then an eight bar chorus. What's a bar? So a bar is basically like a line you could call it, you know, yeah. it's best way. So it's like I remember when GMC uh, started teaching us first, he was like he'd put 16 dots down the side of the margin. And then he'd be like, right, try and get down as far as there. And then I'll come back to you and see who you're getting on. And, you know, he'd go around into each person. Mm-hmm. This is now when I was fairly young, like, you know. So he was kind of just introducing me to it. Because as, as, as I say, I was only just, you know, penning lyrics, yeah. like, and, you know. Yeah. Just whatever's coming to your head. Whatever comes to my head, yeah. I watched one of your videos recently there um, over in America. Yeah, which one was that? Because I'm over there a good bit now at the moment. Yeah, you were inside in a shop and you were driving around in a car and stuff like that. that was that the latest one? Was it the latest one? Oh, that was the New York one, yeah. 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 So it's I, a sick video, actually. Yeah, yeah a nice one. It looks I, uh, fucking fairly real, boy. For, do you know, for... It, looks, like, it looks high budget as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a, a guy that I know, actually. I must give him a shout out. One Snap Productions. So uh, he started up his own... Same as me and I started up doing this camera uh, company, or well, the camera just shooting you know, stuff around as a hobby. Mm. Now he's self-employed, has his own business, he does, shoots all commercial adverts for like Douglasville Shopping Centre and like you know, pharmacies and all this kind of yeah. stuff. Mm. But uh, so me and him are a good team together because he has the talent of the videos and I have the talent of the songs. Mm. So like we actually just booked, we're going to LA now next month to work with another few artists. Uh, when we were there shooting that video, I know it was in March. Uh, that song is called Where It All Began. It's just. Want to give us a rat, a rat liver? Uh, that one really wouldn't go really a cappella. I might do something <laughs> else for you there in a minute. Yeah. Okay. But that one is kind of. It's, uh, it's the history of hip hop. Okay. And it's paying homage oh, to yeah, where yeah, it that's started what it was. off. It was the history of uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, course, yeah, it was. If you know anything about hip hop, like, uh, hip hop started off in New York. And it, it originally be, began, like, in a house party. So, like, the DJ was the main person. Mm. And then it developed into an MC introducing the crowd. And then as time went on, then the MC took over, you know, more important, the DJ. Then the graffiti came into it, you know, and the breakdancing. So there was like Is all the elements. Is one of the original MCs? He would be, yeah. He would be. But like, uh, 
for so Sedgwick Avenue is the place where it all began in an apartment block. So that was the original, and that was in New York City. So they always say the birthplace of hip hop is New York, even though it developed to the West Coast and then to Australia and Ireland and England. Mm. So the way I see it, it doesn't matter where you're coming from; it's where you're at. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's great in the video. The video is a very good video. It's a very mm. professional. Yeah. It looks MTV style, but uh, you're around New York and you're representing all these people, and you're paying homage, but it's done yeah. in a cock accent and your own, you know, style as well. Yeah. You know the style that we grew up in with the hoodies yeah. and stuff like that so staying true to who you are boys seemed a bit wild as well in the video they seemed oh, really yeah, yeah, wild. Yeah. so like the hotel we were staying on uh there was a corner shop and we used to just go in there you know to buy stuff and what like that now like every night so then at the end of the trip my camera guy was just like do you mind if we do a bit of shooting here and we were after kind of building a relationship with lads you know just from going in there and they'd be hanging around the place so it was natural it wasn't like we were saying do you want to jump into the video there it was just like he done a bit of filming and then i done a few takes of the rap and stuff you know yeah. so it turned out good and yeah, yeah. i liked yeah. it yeah. do you know back in the if we can go back to the, the younger days again it's something that you spoke about you know the kids kind of like to have an outlet for a teenager you mm. know a creative outlet Instead of like having an, a, a bottle of cider, yeah. they were able to go to the youth centre and yeah. be creative and you know express themselves and learn vocabulary. Yeah. And so it's a great like self help and personal development Definitely, tool for yeah. young people as well. Yeah, because did, did you find it kept you away from negativity on the street? It would have done, obviously, yeah, because sure, you know, like at the time I was, you know, what 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 do you have to do really? Only hang around the place, you yeah. know. And then there was this fella saying, "Here, I'm going up here to do this. Do you want to come with me?" And be like, "No, I'm a." Going to GAP there in a minute, you know, to do a bit of writing. Like, he'd be yeah. like, Why, you fool? What are you yeah. going to do with that? Like, and yeah. next to now, I'd be calling him a fool then yeah. these years later. Like, I yeah. wonder what happened to him, do you know what I mean? But that's what happened to the place, it swallows people up. Like, mm. but uh, all my songs are based on true events. So, like, it's it's weird the way things develop. So, like, I have this one song, I was only thinking about it earlier, right? It's called Concrete Jungle. And the storyboard on it is uh, this fella, and he basically robs the shop, and then all this other stuff happens, right? But the fella that was meant to portray the actor that was supposed to rob the shop, he didn't turn up the day we were supposed to do it, so I had to fill in. And then I found out afterwards, I was like, someone said it, I was like, Jerry, what happened to him? He was like, no. He was like, he robbed a spar there and he's after getting locked up. You know, so it's weird the way Kismic Fate, like, and all that, but like, that's what I'm saying. All these stories come from, you know, what we hear and stuff. It's not like, it's drama, it's entertainment, all right, but every story has an underlying theme where it comes from a place, you know, I don't write for the sake of, I, I want uh, someone to, you know, say like, oh, that's cool, or that. it's like, I'm talking about experiences that either happen to me, someone to hang around with, or someone, you know, down the road that you would hear, you know, what happened to him there, uh, you heard the gunshots last night, you know, it mightn't happen a lot, but it still kind of puts that thing into your head where you're kind of like, do you know what I mean? I think what we do is similar. I think we we talk about social issues that mm. affect us and our area and our friends and family and the stories yeah. we've heard and we use the medium of a podcast to get the message across but you you rap to get your message across but you're rapping about the same stuff we talk about exactly yeah. you know the social issues and I think that's important you know because but it, it pisses me off then sometimes you get these people that are say for example from well to the areas and stuff like that like and they be commenting and they be like well, to do where he's like Angela Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, from, I don't know, I'm not even going to name a place now, but they'd yeah. be like, Cork's not Lake Hampton. And then they'd be like, all right, that's your environment, like, but this is what I'm hearing over here. You know, I'm not making shit up. Yeah. You know, I heard this happening last night, or I heard this fella's after fucking, mm. you know, getting locked up or overdosing, or, you know, people do things just to train, you know, develop their life. They don't 
turn up one day and they'd be like oh I want to be an addict you know it develops over time into yeah. you know certain situations yeah. like I've one of my most popular songs is called No Roads Lead to Home is that where you're up in uh, it's Pathos from Up Sennans no that's Devil's Playground oh is that but the uh, No Roads Lead to Home uh, is it's based on a true story of a fellow I knew when he was, he was growing up his mum passed away of cancer and his dad was never there from so when she passed away of cancer he was only about 15 or 16 and he basically got stuck on the streets, like, mm. and uh, ended up taking heroin and, you know, begging and all this kind of stuff. And, like, at the end of the video, then I had to put a kind of an ending to it. So the ending that, that I put it was that he was after sadly taking his life. But in reality, he's still on the streets begging. Like, mm. But, like, it, you have to have a kind of a, a moral to the story, you know, to say, like, I'm not anyone to say like, oh, you shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do that. But like, if someone is grown up and if they're kind of like, you know, influenced by anything, I want to say this is not the road to go down. You know, I've heard of these stories that have happened to this person. I know it might look glamorous in this kind of regard, but it's not. You know what I mean? That's again, mirrors kind of what we're doing as well. Yeah. Just like, uh, showing the realities. But uh, can I ask you, like, is rapping your job? Or do you have a, a job outside of that? And I know I, I, sometimes when you say to an artist, mm. do you have a job, it can be insulting. Mm. Because, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I know like when you're an artist, it can be tough financially. Yeah. So how do you navigate that or how do you manage that? Well, I suppose, as I say, like uh, music these days is kind of a thing. I think back in the day, like, you know, when I was a teenager, I used to like... I used to save up money and every Saturday go into H and V and you know Virgin Megastore and these kind of places when they were like the you know banging yeah. like and if you get the new two pack CD or then like when you're a bit too young you'd have to get your mum to get it because parental advisory is on <laughs> oh, and then my mum would turn around and she'd be like I shouldn't be buying that food with all with that and the songs on the back of one the way they call you a bitch and all this stuff you know but uh, yeah so it, it's it's always kind of uh, it's like being self employed in a way you know as in like you're you're just continuously going along and then you always have to kind of have another outlet to kind of fund it. Yeah. But like there's like Spotify and all these kind of things are good for publicity, but they don't really pay yeah. you as well as, you know, back in the day when artists were getting good money from going platinum CDs and mm. stuff. Now, if you are a hardcore fan of uh, someone, you would always buy their music in it, not only to support them, but just I, I rather having like the physical thing, you yeah. know, in front of me, like the physical album, like yeah. you know, looking through the booklet and saying who made this instrumental and who made this beat and who was the mixing and the master. You know, if you really are into your music, like I think you'll go that far. Like, yeah, because with Spotify, you never actually own the content. You know, you, sub you have access to it. Yeah. But the, that's why there's been a rise in vinyl and records and Stuff, it's you know? coming back now yeah. again like people want to like golden discs is still open like yeah you go in and buy the actual record but people want to have yeah. the physical thing you can have it on spotify but there's that piece and then it's not the same sound as well sure it's not, not really no like no. like even on spotify there now uh i released my album on it and i was getting plays and all that and next thing then i got an email to say that the album was after completely getting taken off spotify and i was like what was the reason behind it and there was an artist an irish artist featured with apparently the same name as an American artist who was copyrighted, so they whipped the whole project off. So not just the song, but the whole project. So now I'm going to have to re-upload it all again. Like, but, okay, that's very disappointing. Yeah, but like, and even everyone keeps saying it. They're saying, "Put your music on Spotify. Put your music on Spotify." See, I nearly focus mainly on YouTube, and I think like you can release a song, and it can, it can reach a certain amount of people, but it's never going to reach the same amount of people unless there's a visual. These days, I think you need a visual. You need yeah. you need a music video, you know, to get people's attention, yeah. and then they'll play the song from that, you know. Yeah. That's so why like, it was important for us to keep the video because podcasts are exactly like audio mainly. Yeah. Like, there's not many, and they're uh, so popular as well these days. You know, you could get 
overflooded with you know the, the market is saturated so, mm-hmm. so yeah. even if you're really really good yeah do you know but that's why the video for us is important because yeah we can chop the video up afterwards and put clips up on tiktok and stuff like exactly, that exactly yeah. and then you'll drive traffic to your spotify you know that's that's kind of what we're doing at the moment but the whole thing then is up on youtube then for the people that actually want to sit down and watch the yeah. video yeah you know because i think the video is important when you know when you're trying to communicate yeah definitely yeah you know, definitely but, um, how did you progress through i know like you've had brilliant stuff over in america but before we go into that like how, how did how did it progress for you like did you like what age when you did your first album what was that experience like and so uh i was always as i say now gap but it was only kind of when i left the arts project in is where i kind of started developing on my own because i got to a certain age and where you know all the people my age were kind of leaving it was like we were have to kind of graduate and you know to the next level a lot of people were after giving it up because they were either going into college or they were going full-time job and they just it's it was kind of a pastime for some people and some people stuck with it some people didn't so uh then when i left i uh recorded a song called top gear and i released a video for it. i think it's one of the first cork hip-hop videos ever so that song is based on a true story as well it's about uh when i was about 18 19 i was living in, in an apartment block and there was heroin addicts over me and there was fellas you know addicted to sweets and stuff under me mm. so it was it was a toxic environment like in me and timmy mr corkians actually but it was uh it was it was chaotic like because <laughs> you know it could be all over the night and you can't sleep and next thing then there's people knocking at your door yeah, and you know like i remember sometimes them walking into the hallways and you know you can smell gear in the hallway and all this and mm. you know but all that kind of then fueled me to say as in like i need to get over this shit and i need to fucking put all my experiences and you know write them down and stuff so then i released that video i done very well i got uh, the soundtrack i've got put onto a soundtrack for an independent movie and then about four or five months later after that there was one of my good friends Corey O'Callan if anyone's from the north side his name would ring a bill yeah. uh, he used to rap under the name Basic Brad is no to me no. do you know the Haynes sisters Linda Haynes mm. and what's, what's his mum uh, Linda is his mum and Valerie is Valerie. his aunt no, Valerie Haynes from Harvey Road mm-hmm. Rodney Haynes she lost the daughter recently. yeah well yeah. she lost the daughter in the, in the crash in Harvey oh, okay. Road yeah. for her other sister Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Her son, Corey, was a rapper, but he also died young man as well. Yeah, he died when, uh, was it a month before he was 21. Well but that affected me greatly because he was he one was of my talented as well wasn't he, he was unreal and I as like he's the same age as me or he was around the same age as me and I used to look up to him because he used to be saying like he used to be giving me bits of advice you know because there was there was like the rappers that used to just rap and then there was as he'd say you know the real fiends like we have to represent the real fiends for the north side you know so uh, he released only one song and it was one of it was a pure song you know that everyone was obsessed with around the north side and they were like I can relate to this he's talking about real shit he's doing it in his own accent you know it, there was no wannabe issue about him and he was a pure type of fella too you know if you're talking to him he's charismatic and you know he was always the crack but he was one of the boys you know and you'd always, you'd always respect him like yeah. so when he passed away anyway, I was kind of like fucking hell I was like I have to fucking make something of this because I remember uh, a couple of months before he passed away we went up to a gig in Dublin and there was all these well-known established rappers and uh, next thing Corey got stuck on one of the boys and he, up there and he was like we represent the real fiends you know and all this and the next thing I was like trying to introduce him to you know other fellas up there and he was like nah he was like I'm the past bro you're the future and all this and you know that gave me great yeah. you know encouragement then but when he passed away then uh, I was I released a song called Let Him Know and uh, there was pirate radio stations back in the day there, Kiss of Him and all this, and they picked up the the song, and it kind of blew up, like, and mm. the video was released as well, so then everyone was going on YouTube and, mm. you know, getting a lot of views, like, and uh, I suppose that's kind of then when I reached a, a place where I was kind of like, you know, people are paying attention now, I need yeah. to move right, you know, not just release songs and shit. I knew I was on the right song, or knew I was on the right place, like, you know, when you're getting a lot of, traffic and interaction with people who are actually like just saying not to kiss your ass saying that's a little song but they're like yeah. I can relate to this and Genuinely you know like that part and you know yeah must have been tough stories like your songs are stories they're all like. stories yeah they're all little bits of there's 90% of the truth and everything you know like I could say from my perspective in some songs I could say from my buddy's perspective another song or else for the the fella that's going into the corner shop his stories you know or what we grown up witnessing and stuff like that you know but uh, I went from there then to, uh, like, when I started, I was always kind of, I'm only going to be known locally, you know. I never really, well, I hoped, but I never really thought, you know, we'll go any further than that. Same as us. That's why we call it the Nowdy's Podcast. We keep mm-hmm. having to explain to people what a Nowdy is. Yeah. Because it's mm-hmm. become a lot bigger than the North Side, yeah. you know what I mean? They don't have that slang in Dublin, do they, Nowdy's? No. 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 North, they call, call them Northsiders. Northsiders. And they call them Nowdy's up in... The north of Ireland, then Norries, yeah. but not Norries. But yeah, but we like when we started, we thought no, we might be popular in the north side, like yeah, yeah. But then it gets bigger, like but it's yeah. just like what happened to you. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I was thinking local, like even your neighbourhood and stuff like that. Like, and next thing, then Cork, and next thing, then I was like, around that time, then I was like, my focus was Ireland. And then when I kind of started getting known throughout Ireland, then I was having like one of my buddies was coming back from Belfast he had relatives up in Belfast and uh, 
he started chatting to him and next thing he was like where are you from and your man or my buddy goes to him I'm from Cork and he goes do you ever hear of a rapper there from uh, Cork called Trigger and he goes yeah he was like I know him and he was like oh he's unbelievable you know and all this so then I kind of was realising you know oh it's going uh, further yeah. than that you know and then uh, I got the opportunity in Tupac's group The Outlaws mm-hmm. was performing in Tivoli Theatre in Dublin and they were getting uh, all different support acts and stuff so I got into your man and I was like look I'd like to do you know a slap before like so he gave me like a 40 minute slatter or something like that and I get to meet them backstage and whatnot. but where were they they were cool yeah Th- that was my first interaction with them and it was kind of more like they were just anticipating to go on yeah, yeah because yeah. all the sport acts were finished yeah. and they were just standing around smoking and yeah. stuff you know and they were ready to to go on so then I was just like I passed your man my CD and he put it into his jacket pocket and I just go did you ever uh, work with like international artists because mainly you obviously them working with some American artists yeah, and stuff yeah. and he was like hell yeah so I was like I left it at that and I didn't want to be like yeah, 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 you know what I mean and uh, a few weeks went by and, uh, and next thing I messaged them I think it was on Facebook or email or something like that and they were like oh yeah we listened to a few of your songs and you're good or whatever like that and uh, I was like listen my album is coming up there now and I was like would you be into the idea of doing a collaboration so that ended up happening and then about six months later uh, at the time I was going to New York just on a holiday and uh, so I was like do you know what and when I got into my head I was like if I get into them now and just try and link in with them do you know what? I was like would you be interested and if we shot a video or something like that and they were like when you coming over what dates we can try and make a work over like that so that's how the mm. the first big project then came around called Purpose and we have a mutual friend Danny O'Donovan Danny, yeah. Uh, I was actually only chatting to him this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, da- was Danny there when you... Were Danny was there, yeah. Danny was there. Danny when was there. You know, to explain people, the Outlaws was Tupac's group. Yeah. And in the 90s, they were the biggest thing. They were know. on every... Like, if you can name a Tupac song, they were on every one of them. Like, hit him up to this track against Biggie, the the lads that I done the song when yeah. they were with him. All all of Tupac's best songs, they were, you know, in the background and in the videos, and that was his crew. And, they, and, and they're an actual group still at the moment? They're, they're still a group. Well, there was uh, five members, and one of them got murdered shortly after Tupac, and then one of the guys that I met when I was supporting him died about a few months later in a, a car crash. But there's still two active members of the Outlaws. They're still touring internationally. Mm. They're still releasing albums and stuff. Like that. Yes, yeah, and yeah. that video was cool as well. What, where were they when, when you were working with them? Were they really professional? Or were they, they down dirt? Or were they egotistical? Or? No, they were, they were sound out. Uh, I didn't really have much to say about that trip. Because once again, that was my second time meeting them. Yeah, yeah, so it was yeah. kind of a pure... The building the relationships. Building like. the relationship. It was kind of more of a, a business yeah. relationship. Whereas now, like, Young Noble might text me and just be like do you know what's going on or whatever that like or I text him back and forth or like I made a, a song there a couple of years ago I was still not released when I was I went over to Compton that's another story for a big story I went over to Compton working with uh, Easy's son and we were over in like all the crypt neighbourhoods and all this stuff I don't know how now we got a pass like because <laughs> you you're not meant to go in these areas they, they were with us at all oh, times your cock jersey walking through the crypt I, I was actually thinking about that as well, yeah, but I was like nah. this is all blue <laughs> yeah the crypts are blue the bloods yeah. are uh, red but uh, yeah that's how it just kind of it developed naturally you know what? Like, I, like I know for a fact that if I even got the opportunity to work with the bigger artists when I was starting out I wouldn't have been ready you know, like because obviously, you need life experiences to talk about stuff, and you know to to make songs that that's my all my kind of content. You know, I don't really do commercial music. I do kind of more 
you know, storytelling and street stories, whatever yeah. they want to label it as, you know. Mm. But that, that's the kind of more music that I grew up listening to, and that that's me as an artist. Now I will do a few commercial songs if the opportunity comes up and yeah. to you know, jump on a, a house beat or something if it's going to be played in the club or something like yeah. that. Like, but only when it happens and I don't have to compromise anything, you know, that I believe in and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Do you like rap music to me? Yeah, the game. The game, the game. Was I was going to ask you, what was yeah. your top one or two rappers? Yeah. Oh, def- the game, um, definitely 50 Cent. Um, I liked Biggie and Tupac as yeah. well, but I was the game was probably, I could see myself in him a little bit. He was a gangster, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, back in the yeah. day, I used to be fucking driving around the car. <laughs> he was that, that album. Uh, yeah. that he used to be up there. The documentary, remember that album? The yeah. documentary, that yeah. was yeah. one of the best. I actually got a voice message off him a couple mm. of months ago on oh, Instagram, yeah. yeah. Mm. So uh, we we were chatting for about doing something, but he might he might not develop. He is the real lead, like he is. Yeah, he older than Adam. He is. He's, he's getting real. a lot of flack now. He's in his fifties now, though, and yeah. he's still carrying on like a fucking mentality. Like yeah, he knows but he never grew up. Like yeah. mm. he knows. And he's he's been calling no fiends all over the shop. Does he call out Eminem recently, and people are torn against him? Like yeah, a lot of people call out Eminem. I see Snoop giving him shit on YouTube as well, which was a bit disappointing because you know the black buddies now again. I know, I know, but I'd say from what did that stuff be over then? What is what? that? They're, they're calling each other over, boy. I think they're well, trying to jump on people's fucking... They probably are, like, there's no... Are they, they just trying to bring themselves back into if, the limelight? If you're, if you're popular in, the, in this moment, mm. and I'm a little bit irrelevant, I give you a lot of shit, so now the attention is on me. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to piggyback yeah. on the back of you. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. the Snoop one, probably not so much, because no, Snoop is the probably more famous rapper of all time. Yeah. And, I'd you know, say Eminem probably would fuck it. I'd say Eminem I think would Snoop just... Him. Just as a, 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 he's just a, he's a just name is more globally known. Oh, he would because be, yeah. from this, all this walking. <laughs> but he'll he'll go Martha Stewart and yeah. be cooking in one show, and then yeah, he'll be yeah. crip walking another one. And that's know? why he's the most he, famous. Well, listen, yeah. he, transcends he made rap. it like when you think of it, Snoop Dogg made it in a game that was it was their game. Yeah. It, it was their music. Yeah. But like you have to give Eminem credit Perhaps, for what he course, done. Like, this guy yeah. came in, he was like. He, yeah. he was he was like a crack on the wall. Yeah, he stood out, and his background he, got, he came from yeah. as well. Like he, he came got from some poverty. Shit. Like he got some mm. shit addiction, poverty, yeah. abuse, neglect, all that. But you know, yeah. just a talent and a drive by just to fucking get out of the gutter for his family. Exactly. Yeah, and he's good. He's 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 probably yeah. the best. He, he was classified by a professor in Oxford University. I don't know who was it. Um, your man Jordan Patterson. Peterson. He yeah. said he was the best <laughs> poet. Yeah. Mm. That he'd ever, ever lyricist. He probably is the best lyricist yeah. ever. Like, but ever. See, there's different styles of hip hop. Yeah. Like Snoop is more about the vibe, and yeah, you know, yeah. if you're just not paying attention to the lyrics and stuff. But Eminem, you'd have to sit down and like, you know, really yeah. concentrate. Like his intricacy. Like even remember when he dissed uh, Machine Gun Kelly there a couple yeah. of years ago. So uh, the name of the song, like a lot of people would know now unless they're involved in battle rap and stuff. Yeah. But the name of the song was called Kill Shot, and I can't remember uh, Machine Gun Kelly's real name now. But the kill shot was a movie, and the main character in the movie's name was the same as Machine Gun Kelly, which is why he named the song uh, that. You know, it's uh, all pure stuff you'd have to like sit down and uh, actually think about three times. But yeah, I, used, you know? I used to love Eminem before, but I think Eminem in this day and age, he's after getting so good now and so mm. technical that he's actually too good and it's not as easy to listen to. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like he goes so fast, his words are yeah. impeccable, but when he wasn't that good, it was a little bit easier to mm. listen to and the beat was a bit, wasn't also, so serious. He's also has come through life, isn't he? He's yeah. so he's mature. Man, sure. he's, he's got he's, a daughter now. recovery too, early 20s, He's in recovery, yeah. He's in recovery yeah. and he's, he's yeah. like, when you come into recovery, a lot of different things happen. You have to really, really look at your life. Definitely, yeah. And look at what behaviours don't 
roll with what the way you want to go anymore so mm. you have to look at them and you're obviously going to go into your past as well yeah and try to heal from some of that and he had a tough life growing definitely. up definitely mm. like being a father figure in the, the family with mm. himself and his, his his mother and his sister and uh and and we all seen it on the film the shit that went down in the family home yeah. you know that was tough tough going uh, you know but he tough. had that he had the rap didn't he yeah. he had that outlet yeah. like that yeah. helped him survive like and but he was really going like, against the odds like cause, as you could say he was pissing in the wind from a point of perspective as this white fella there was no the only other white rapper came before him and he, that's why he hated him was Vanilla Ice mm. with Ice Ice Baby bullshit you know radio yeah. play yeah. and he was kind of like was I that even rap though was it was that, was, it was just that commercial shit that you it was, it was, was commercial, it commercial. But apparently he didn't even write that song there was yeah. still people to the day say that Vanilla Ice never you know uh, I wouldn't be fucking listening to it there's never time in here that I'm saying the car and I'd be like Pran Vanilla Ice there. <laughs> I know I yeah. am <laughs> oh, we slagged it there. but who's your favourite rappers top three top three that I listen to or that are the best I think that you listen to yeah uh, it's after and over the years I think when you start off when you're about 13, 14, 15 oh the Dons in the game were like Biggie and Tupac yeah, yeah. and then because I am a, a wide range listener I, I remember I had a big CD holder room that season just you know all different albums Wu-Tang Clan and one of my uh, biggest most listened to artists at the minute now is uh, a guy that I done a song with uh, last year Slim 400 he's called I don't know if you ever hear of a, a rapper called YG but like he's one of the top now in the game in America currently so Slim 400 would have been one of his artists and last December he got murdered so he was a member of the Bloods and he was kind of up and coming mm. so he was kind of like one of YG's protege as you could say mm. and he got murdered in December I was meant to be going over uh, just around the time of Covid hit and shooting the video over there and he was like one of these rappers now you know that I actually looked up to and I was like I like his music do you know and I, it was a big crush then when he got murdered. So what we're after doing now is when I'm going to LA next month is we're going to get all his people to represent for him yeah. and have like the neighborhood out and they're going to be miming his verse when the audio is being played, you know. So yeah. then... That'd be class. Yeah, so he was one of my favorites, uh, Nipsey Hussle. He got murdered too, didn't he? He got murdered, yeah. There's this, there's this thing in hip-hop, like. But uh, so I'm working with one of his artists as well when I go to LA, Pac-Man the Gunman. He's another one of his protégés. Nipsey Hustle, Slim 400, Tupac, Biggie, obviously. Uh, off the top of my head now, I, I don't know. I don't know who I listen to a lot. And he's probably gone off the boil now, but uh, Kanye West. Mm. I love Kanye West. Even though he's gone mad now, it's small, but like, mm. and it's a little bit different. Like, But there was something about Kanye West. They, he's very intelligent. Yeah, but you know, some of the raps yeah. he rapped about like family and you know... Uh, it wasn't like bitches and guns and gangs and stuff like that. It was a different. Mm. And even and his, his album was called as well. a college dropout. That yeah. was stepping outside the border of yeah. hip hop, you know. Because mm. in hip hop, you can't be, you know, talking about college and all that kind of stuff. Where he was, as an one hundred percent authentic, and he was like, I don't care. I am yeah. a college dropout. And he used to have sick fucking tunes. No music as well behind. Oh, I didn't realise until down later down the years that he was actually a producer. Like. I know. At the age of eighteen. Yeah. From, from really 18? young. Yeah. yeah. I watched his documentary. It's very good, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah. Very, very. He was smart. a genius. He, like, he was a really, really talented kid. Yeah. You know, and when he got into rapping, that took off. But I suppose he went fucking pear shit. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. Apparently, since his mother passed away, he was very close with her. And he had some mad controversy there in the last few months with fucking his ex wife. Yeah, that was Trump. No, I I wouldn't be somebody that'd be. But I I was I think I had the radio on Monday and someone they were talking about the controversy be between 
and he was actually threatening to kill your man. Yeah, he was on his oh, lyrics to his song. Like, who's playing, uh, sorry, who was going out? With, who was going out with <laughs> That's the Norse coming yeah. up, you know. <laughs> he, he was some comedian, wasn't he? Oh yeah, the fella with the guy. He's a the, preacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember his Pete name. Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. But should I up now? Yeah, but. Kanye West was saying he was going to kill him and everything like on his music he was he, on his one of his songs yeah. he was going to kill him like, wasn't that was... actually the song with the game that he released <laughs> yeah Kanye yeah. West now wouldn't be a fucking Caddy Barry like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh stuff but you know what their characters are the same yeah. but listen that's their life you know uh, that's their life like that's their like uh, mm. Holly Hill Churchfield yeah. you know, that's, that's, that's what they're brought in they're brought up in that that's their culture and, and that's their environment and like over there it's nothing to hear a few shots every mm. fucking sure, hour when I was over in Campton I was hearing gunshots and stuff like people were like you're going to be wild over there like mm. I know, yeah. thinking about mad yeah. things from fucking but Grand you see, and you're over there all those adapt to that environment because, know, yeah. and to them it's nothing but that's what yeah. it is it's, if know? something is normalised in your community yeah. you don't think twice about it you know what I mean uh-huh. I don't know, but even I moved into the country. I moved out the country there recently. Like, and when you t- when you t- take a step back from the area, then you you begin to look at it objectively. Mm-hmm. Think yeah. No matter the land, so you're a product of environment at the end of the day. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. if everyone's doing stuff around you, you need to stand back and kind of absorb it from an outsider's perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are you promoting anything at the moment? Anything coming up interesting? Uh, the album. So yeah. I have an album on the way now. Uh, uh, the Irish Connect it's called so this album is focused mainly on working with uh, American producers and American rappers and stuff and it's all just kind of happened naturally like you know and then I have an EP in the works as well what's an EP? so an EP is like four or five songs and then an album will be like something from 12 to like no matter how many songs like as oh, the game just released an album there with 30 songs on it like you know right. But like what I try to do with my albums is I don't like to have filler on it, you know. Like yeah, more quality, more quality. Because I remember being in the studio once or twice, and the producer saying like, you know, throw one or two other songs down. I was like, nah, I'm not feeling it. And yeah. I done one or two songs and listened back to it, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. So yeah. I have to kind of learn a new from that as well, mm. you know. So the Irish Connect is going to be the album, and then Nineties Baby is the working title for the EP, and that'll be kind of more homegrown then, mm. and talking back to kind of like the stuff that I, my roots and stuff, you know, and where I am now, you know, I have a four-year-old, and, you know, things aren't... What age are you? 30. You're 30? I'm 30 now, yeah. Uh, 21 with nine years' experience, yeah. I call yeah. it. You're packing, you've packed a lot in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's your life so far, you know. You've had yeah. a lot of accomplishments that, you know, up-and-coming rappers in Ireland would love to have, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And... So who I'm still not where I want to be though. Yeah, that's my next question. Mm. Like in an ideal world, if you were a magic wand, what what would you like? Would it be like fucking sell out uh, the opera house or do a big gig in Cork or do Madison? Some kind of things that obviously always be there, but I I don't know really. Where I've never really put a, a lid on where I want to end up, you know, mm. because as I say, it all just happens, you know, yeah. like from hanging around Paris with all the boys, and next thing then I'm over in Compton with Easy Son and all these, yeah, yeah, you know, hardcore fellas like. But I don't know. I was saying the fellas and family aren't happy. Because I agree with you. <laughs> Shout out to all the boys in family. Yeah, yeah. I just family fellas are sound. Yeah. So give us a rap. Yeah, you're going to tr- spit a few bars as this. I'll do something. Uh, <laughs> I haven't done this one in a while. This yeah. was do you need all. any music background? I'll do it. I'll do it a cappella. Because sometimes I think this one, it can needs a cappella. Uh, so this is a song off my last project called Double Perspective. 
My mum told me to be days like these some years past by Mates of the sea, some are bay from the sweet, some are raised by the streets as families pacing ways out the cheese, hit haze from the trees, sit blazing the seas Some young girls getting paid in their knees You think that it's glorious, it's not by friends I can count them, my left hand, I've got five Acquaintances, enemies, haters keep telling me Think I'm a wannabe, how the fuck hell are we Getting respect and keep on penning these stories, believe me I'm destined to be, I'm resting these begrudges not heading for you First is the jealousy, second is penalty, score no goals in your team Left nest side, your own worst enemy I witness fellas balaclava is going cock range If the trigger didn't slip PB I'm from page Pain don't last but you live with a stain The sun don't mean as much without rain Who the hell's overlooking us pray And how the fuck you overlook where we stay For me every shit pop is the ultimate way So why the fuck do you prefer little Wayne Very good Brilliant. Well done boy sure. Well done nice one. Yeah and you sang it with passion mm. Just in this I'd hour, be going for about it? 12 months anyway to be talking Oh I'd be dribbling all over myself after four months <laughs> <laughs> It all happens naturally though, even there sometimes, you know, when I'm performing live on stage, they'll be like, how would you remember all the lyrics and yeah. stuff? And I know it's, it's like you go into autopilot. Yeah. So like I'd be performing a song and I'd be doing the verses or whatever, and next thing I'd be thinking something else in my head about going on in real life, and next thing then I'd be like, oh yeah, here's coming back into the chorus now. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you looked at me now, you wouldn't be thinking there's nothing going on. Like, but yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's a skill and it's like a muscle that you work on and then yeah. Yeah. muscle memory kicks in when you're... That's, that's one of the things that I'm kind of kicking myself about in a way, because I was very productive up until COVID. Yeah. And then because the album was all American based, everything ground it to a halt as far as, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's kind of like, I'm only kind of starting out to get back into it on a, a kind of a professional level again, you could say, you know, mm. so that's why I, I'm trying to, you know, Is blow off the cobwebs and stuff yeah. now again after nearly two years of, you know, releasing stuff continuously, you need consistency. Like. Yeah, and yeah. is there a big, in Ireland, is there a big rap scene? Like the, It's like after getting a lot bigger than it was, like... When I started doing it, it was kind of, you'd go to a gig in, even in, say, Dublin, and there'd be just, same as, you know, Cork, there'd be a lot of fellas from the north and they'd be in their tracksuits, and they'd be going, an excuse to go out and mm. get drunk and stuff like that. And, and then it developed into, like, not that I'd listen to no, but, you know, like, versatile and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, selling out the tree arena. And although I mightn't gravitate to their music, you can still say at the end of the day, fucking hell, they're doing well for themselves, yeah, fair play. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, And yeah. there's no harm in that either, like, because no. there's a lot of people who are saying, you know, if they don't like your style of music or they see you selling out or, you know, he's a fool or whatever like that, like, you know, don't hate on the next man's creativity, you know. Irish people are very begrudging in certain ways. Like, they want you to see you do well, but they don't want you to see you do better than them, you know. Yeah. Mm, I know. You've a good, you've a good um, approach to it. Mature. Yeah. Try to be in it. Yeah. Uh, and just like you, you'll cheer everybody else on, and, and I yeah. suppose by doing that, you're also helping yourself, you know, because um, that's just how it works. You have to, if you have to, you know, be working people. Because at the end of the day, all right, you're a rapper, you can do things solo, but you have to work with a producer. You have to work with someone who mixes a master. You know, you have to have all these things. Like, if you bought an album tomorrow, and if say if you like the game. And you're listening to him and you're thinking, oh yeah, the game is lethal. But what about all the other people that contributed to the album? You know, the features on it and yeah. the, the, all the production work. You know, there's an awful lot behind uh, like an actual project. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, if you're doing any music videos in Cork and you're looking for two handsome extras, you're not about <laughs> it. Not about it, that'll be the next one. Yeah, Trigger yeah. featuring the two Anaris. You might drop a verse from me. I might actually. <laughs> drop a 16, now you know what one is. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. But I tell you, no, I'd love to do one of them workshops. I tell you, yeah. it'd be fun. And yeah. I know Gary was on to us there recently. He wants to do a... 
I might let the cat out of the bag. He, I'll ask him after then if I just cut it out. But yeah. uh, he, he he's looking at doing uh, rap and, and songwriting workshops for people in recovery. Mm. Okay. That would be brilliant. Yeah, that would because they'd be have good. a lot of deep shit like that could come up, Jesus, you know? Yeah, man. But well, we, we could get on that to me. Yeah. Two narries featuring Trigger and GMC. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> seriously, though, even like. Produced by Sean. Yeah. A lot of the fellas there that I were growing up with, they would have, when they were younger, gone to Pats and prison and stuff like that, and they'd yeah. be telling me all these stories. And I turned to him and I'd be like, You should just write something, man. And he was yeah. like, another rapper. And I was like, It doesn't matter. So I tell your story. Because yeah. with a lot of music, there's, it's like autobiographical. And yeah. you know, there's a lot of anger in it at times, there's a lot of sorrow in it at times. Yeah. Like a, a lot of the way of me, even I used to suffer with depression and stuff like that. Like, and a lot of my part of coming out was I put the pen to the page instead mm-hmm. of doing other stupid shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's all a, a, a way of you know dealing with it in a productive way instead of a you know in a because negative way. Like you, you could go to a counselor or a life coach and pay them hundred euros an hour, and they'll tell you, John, do you know what I mean? Put your exactly. thoughts down on paper, but you're doing that naturally. Mm-hmm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's a great coping skill. Uh, do you know if people wanted to contact you or follow you, where can they go? All the social medias, I suppose. Social medias, Instagram, uh, Trigger Ireland Official. Uh, you, my YouTube channel is Trigger Rap Artist. Uh, Facebook, I don't really use the Facebook that much on the, the yeah. fan page, whatever you call it, but it's Trigger or Ship Hop. If you're on YouTube or any social media, it's, it's all Trigger Ireland and you can find me on everything really. Yeah, and we link all this stuff in the description sure of the really. video and the podcast, but it was great talking mm. to you. Appreciate it, thanks yeah. for the opportunity. Oh, and, uh, keep doing what you're doing as well because the whole north side and the whole of Cork is, I'll be showing all the boys over in Campton your stuff now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're very welcome and we might do an American tour if we can get a visa. Why not? <laughs> Best of luck there, I tell you. I know, we'd have to go through Mexico or something. Yeah. But listen, nice, <laughs> but listen, congratulations on everything you've achieved. You're still only 30 by, and you've the whole world at your feet. You're making great connections. Hip hop is a young man's game, though. Is it? But you're making connections now, by, and yeah. do you know tell that to Snoop and Jay Z? I really have only seen him. I know. I'll yeah. ring them there yeah. in a minute. No, Be- best of luck, and Cheers. thanks to everybody that watches and supports us. We see everybody next week. Thanks, lads. Peace out. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good wild berry acai grape pineapple mango lemon and mandarin orange my favorite is the wild berry because i just i just love a berry so if you're like me and you're drinking water all day then try splash refresher it's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you